here we go. Last time I tried to get done, it started early. Uh, he didn't turn the music off in time, so I was waiting until the very last second. All right, we do this every week, so let's go ahead and do it again. Um, go ahead, uh, stand up. Everybody stand up. Uh, find five people you don't know and say hello. If you need a lesson, raise your hand, and we'll get you a lesson. every single week, so we should be pretty good. Um, did anybody still not have a lesson? Maybe you didn't hear that. We cranked the music up too quick, okay? All right. All right, we're good to go. All right, y'all can go ahead and have a seat. Um, we're going to start things off a little differently with a little video, okay?
All right, all right. What was the name of that song? What was the name of the song? Here for you. What's the title of our message? Here for you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the great opportunity we have, Lord God, to to come into this place, Lord God, to see what your word has to say. And uh, Lord, that there's things that you want us to do and you want us to know. And Lord, we just praise you for who you are, the fact that we are here for you. And Lord, I just pray that you'd be with the rest of the message, the rest of the time, Lord God, and that you would change our hearts tonight. In your wonderful name I pray, amen. Alrighty, here for you. This is going to be a little different for me um, because of our new cameras. We, I have to stay up here so I feel very disconnected from y'all, okay? So you're going to have to help me with some, some of the amen and things like that, okay? So I, I know we're connected. So everybody try it. Say amen. amen. Say it one more time. Amen. Okay, that makes me feel a whole lot closer to y'all, so I'm good to go. Um, if you've never heard that song, um, the song is um, it's a Chris Tomlin song. And uh, it's from the Passion Movement. If you haven't heard of the Passion Movement, uh, 18 to 25-year-olds, Louis Giglio, that, isn't that, that a funny name? Louis Giglio started this at Baylor University about 10 years ago, 10 or 15 years ago. And it's become such a huge deal. They actually meet at the Georgia Dome every single year. And you've got, you've got 50,000 18 to 25-year-olds praising God. Isn't that cool? That's really cool, I think. Um, and so, you know, God has really been dealing with me about some things and, and where do we put him and what place we need to put him in. Um, and so this song kind of kind of hit me and, and really was kind of ministering to me. And then I read a book, and we'll talk about that towards the end, uh, that was kind of really pointing to the same thing. And so when I had this opportunity, you know, for the others to, to kind of catch you up, uh, I always talk about this, and I can't help it, I have to keep talking about it. Um, it's very important to have a daily Bible t- or a da- daily time with God um, in your Bible reading and prayer and things of that nature. And so every time I kind of share with y'all where I've been and how I've been going, uh, I read a chapter a day. Uh, I think that's a good, sustainable pace. Uh, if y'all can do more, great. If you can do less, that's fine too. Uh, but I kind of started in Matthew. best place to start is John. I started in Matthew first of the year, and I'm only in Luke. <laughs> okay? Uh, for those that are math majors around here, you probably see that there's a couple things. First of all, I miss a day or two, all right, or few, I should say, um, but I've been m- slowly moving through that, and so when I, when I get an opportunity to preach, I look and I say, okay, what did God show me? And really what's fun, and, and for those who have kind of been with the, on the journey with me over the past probably eight or nine months, I, I think I've gotten this opportunity about six or seven times now, um, this is basically what God is showing me, and we're studying it out together. Um, so that's what this is for. We're, this is Bible study, and so we're going to look at some scripture tonight. Um, and see that, but this was one of those things that I read this a couple, um, read this certain scri- passage of scripture a couple week- days ago, excuse me, and so I was like, this here for you, this book that's really kind of ministered to me, and this, okay, which way do I go, and God said, no, it all goes together, um, so that's why we're here, and that's why I kind of started off, that's a little different, I know, um, but we kind of start off with a song, just to get you in that mindset of uh, here for you, so that's what we're talking about, um, being here for you, now when I say being here for you, Everybody's going to say, of course I know God's number one. Say amen. Amen. Okay. But when it actually comes to how I live that out, sometimes that can be difficult. Say amen. Okay. Because when, when I look and say, okay, I know God's number one, and I know my family comes, and then it's ministry and things of that nature, when we actually live that, that out, sometimes it's more difficult than just saying God's number one. And sometimes when we look at our actions, not that we try to put God in, in, not in, in a different place or, or put him in the back seat. It's just because we get so busy in life that we stop, don't stop to kind of look and say, okay, am I really putting God in its first place, okay? So we're going to kind of look at that. Um, 
just a couple introduction uh, verses so y'all kind of understand that this is where I am um, and, and my thought process and where I feel like we need to be tonight. Um, some of the verses we've talked about, Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Help me out with that. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Okay? When people look at me, they should say, wow, look at Buchanan, how awesome God is. Does that make sense? Look at what, look at what Buchanan is, how awesome God is. Not look at Buchanan, how awesome Buchanan is. And by the way, I, I shouldn't introduce myself. Um, I'm Buchanan Jackson, <laughs> and I'm over the life groups here. <laughs> I'm not the pastor here, by the way. Um, he is uh, actually in revival um, this week at Amias Baptist Church. I think I always call it Emmaus because that's what it's really supposed to be. Um, but uh, they call it Amias for whatever reason. Um, so uh, so he's, he's in revival this last week. Um, I actually made the comment. I said, why Because I knew it was kind of it was kind of coming maybe. Because And then preacher gets up on Sunday morning. He didn't do it in all services, so I guess y'all were not in that service that he said. But he said, everybody come out. It's going to be Sunday to Wednesday. I'm like, you just killed it. Yet nobody's going to be here Wednesday night. So uh, maybe y'all didn't get the message or you just didn't want to go over to that church that doesn't know how to pronounce their own name. I don't know what it is, okay? Um, sorry, GT. Um, that's the pastor over there, okay? Um, but... Uh, so glorify your Father which is in heaven. Uh, Matthew, yeah, get back to the scripture. How about that, Amber? Uh, Matthew 9, uh, 1 through 8. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, there brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. <laughs> And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore, think ye evil in your hearts, for whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that ye may know the Son of Man hath power on the earth to forgive sins. Then, sa- then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go to thy way. I said all that for this. And he arose and departed to his house. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. So the whole entire situation, and this is Jesus obviously doing all that, but who do they glorify? Glorify God. They didn't say, hey, this great person, the, the people that, that brought this person, and even though he did say great faith, it wasn't even about Jesus himself, they just glorified God. And then finally, Matthew 10, 37 through 39, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he, but, and he that taketh, uh, taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that hath loosed his life for my sake shall find it. Okay? And those are just kind of introductory verses. Because, again, I think we all, we all understand that. We all believe that. We glor- in everything we do, we should glorify God. Everything we do, we should glorify God. Um, and that's a, that's a, we get that in our minds, but then how does that actually play out? Okay? And then I, I wrote this down. I'm on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow me, you can. Um, if you don't know anything about Twitter, Facebook your friends. Twitter, you got followers, okay? So Twitter's all about your ego, okay? Um, you, you, you know, and you want more followers than you follow people, you know what I mean? Okay? Um, you can follow me if you want to. I never say anything. I'm just telling you I, n- I never say anything. I hardly ever post to Facebook. Um, but what I do is I like to, well, for those who don't know about Twitter, when you say something, you Tweet. Okay, everybody say that. Tweet. 
okay? And when you see something that you like that somebody else says, you retweet. So everybody say retweet. Retweet, okay? And we all got this, okay? So you don't, you don't Twitter. There's no such thing as I, I'm Twittering, okay? You're not. You're tweeting, okay? There's a difference. I just want you all to understand that because some of you all are going to go home and talk to your teenager and stuff, and you're going to be like, hey, I'm going I'm to start tweeting, or, or Twittering, excuse me. See, I'm, I'm right. I know. I, it's so hard for me to say that. But I'm going to start Twittering, and they're going to look at you funny and say, hey, hey, mom, dad, grandparent, whatever. It's, it's called tweeting. Okay? So I like to retweet things. So if you, wanna, if you don't want my opinion, but you want me to follow, you want to know what other people that are smarter than me have to say, follow me because I'll retweet what somebody else says. Okay. Is everybody c- completely confused now about Twitter? All right. I'm good. Okay. Just stay on Facebook. We're good. All right. Because um, those are your real friends, right? Whatever. <laughs> I've got 480 friends, but uh, I'm probably, uh, half of them I haven't seen in like 10 or 15 years, but they're my friends. Okay, whatever. Um, but Rick Warren said this, um, this Independence Day, I declare my total dependence on God who made me, Jesus who saved me, and Spirit who lives in me. And that was on Twitter on July 4th, 2012, so I retweeted that. Um, I thought that was very um, appropriate. So basically, we're here for God. We're here for God. God has been really dealing with me about understanding that it's not about you, Buchanan. Uh, everybody say this. It's not about me. It's all about him. Okay, everybody understands that, right? Um, so we all understand that, but again, going to the place of, am I really doing, am I really getting to a place where in my life and in my actions, I really am putting God where he's supposed to be? So if you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Luke 5. Luke 5, Luke chapter 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Okay, Luke chapter 5. If you're there, say amen. Okay. And this is, this is where it's really going to get fun because what we're going to do is we're going to look at a story and how Jesus um, got, got the disciples to a place to where they understood it was about him. Okay, but it was a slow process. Okay, verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night, and I've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at nevertheless at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had, and when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so they began to sink. Then Simon Peter saw it, and he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. For he, he was astonished, and all that was with him at the draught, at the draught, excuse me. Um, I know that sounds like it should be draught, but it's not. It's draught, draught um, of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not, for henceforth thou shalt catch men. And then they had brought their ships, and when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at the five steps to surrender. 
five steps to surrender. Because I think a lot of us say in our minds, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to forsake all and just follow it. And everybody thinks in their mind that that's exactly what the disciples did. Jesus said, come, and he went. But there were some things that happened in the course of that to get them to the place where they were ready to fully surrender to what God's plan was. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Um, and the reason why I say I know how these words are, because I actually got on the computer and let, played the pronunciation of that. Gennesaret, that's exactly how you say that, because that's what Webster's, Webster Dictionary says on the computer you can say pronounce, and that is dross. Um, okay, first step to surrender. Let's walk through these verses a little bit. And it came to pass as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, back to verse 1. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. The first step to surrender is a request. That's number one. First step to surrender is a request. Okay? Here's this guy coming through, telling all the people, sees two guys with a fishing boat and says, hey, can I borrow that? <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, can we take that out there a little bit? Okay? That's what the, he, he asked them to do something. Okay, so Jesus asked them to do something. Let me go out a little bit. Now, that was the first thing, request. So God asked you to do something. Raise your hand if God has ever asked you to do something. Everybody should raise your hand, okay? Because whether it was a, God, do this, or, or, you know, you know in your heart to do something, or just the fact that you come on Sunday morning and you hear the truth and you know you're supposed to do something about it, that's a request from God to do something, okay? So it starts with a request. God asked you to do something, Okay? The second step, let's go now. Now, when he had, he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. Okay? A draw. <laughs> and Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have, and, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Okay? The next thing is we have a response. Hopefully, if somebody asks something of you, you actually respond to them, Correct? Well, and I will say this, digging into this a little bit, uh, I'm sorry, if somebody's coming to get my boat, I'm not going to say, you know, well, here, for lack of a better word, here's the keys, Jesus, because boats don't have keys back then, but follow me here, okay? Um, I'm just having a little bit of fun, come on. Okay, but, you know, say it, say it's, you know, I'm not, he's not going to say, hey, go get in my boat, and, and you just bring it back when you're done with it. I, I would think that Simon probably said, you can borrow my boat but I'm coming with you, okay? So, so he got in, I'm, I, this is my imagination running wild, I believe he got in the boat and then thrust it out a little bit. So if he was doing that, what was Jesus doing on the boat? He was teaching, teaching and preaching, okay? So guess who heard that? Simon, because Simon hears that. So if Simon hears the teachings and things like that. So, so when he says, okay, put your nets out there, he's already heard, okay, this man speaks differently than anybody else has ever spoke. There's something to what he's doing, so he's telling us to cast our net, so we'll do that, okay? So there's a response. Christ, and I'll say this, there's actually two situations, two requests here. The first request is, give me your boat, <laughs> okay, let me use your boat. And the second request is, go out there and, and throw out your net, okay? And it, it, both of these situations, it's Jesus who's making the command, correct? Say amen, okay? I promise you, we're getting somewhere, I promise, okay? So there's a request and then a response, okay? 
so God asked me to do something, I do it. Okay? So what does God do, or what does God or Christ, whatever, what is his response back to them and or what does he do in return, okay? And he says, and he says by the word, and then when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so they began to sink. Okay? The next thing is a reward. Now, reward, blessing, whatever. Okay? When, when, I, when God asks me to do something, and I respond in the correct way, there is blessings to be had. Okay? Um, I believe in the principle of sowing and reaping. Sow sparingly, reap sparingly. Sow bountifully, reap bountifully. There are blessings that come from me from being obedient to God. Okay? Say amen. Okay? There are blessings that come to me because of that. Okay? And I think a lot of us, what we'll do is we'll stop right there. Okay? God asked it. I responded to what he asked me to do. He blessed me. Done. Okay? And that's, and that's kind of where we get to, and then we wonder why God's not really, okay, he, showed, he asked me to do this, I did it, but nothing really happened after that fact. It was just a, a, an incident unto itself, okay? So we get this blessing, and God blesses. Now, what are we supposed to do about that, okay? And here's where the meat of the message really kind of comes out, okay? So there's a quest, response, a reward. God doesn't want to build a, to reward you for that, okay? Then, and, and let me say this question. When God gives you a blessing, it's not, it's not just to bless you for blessing's sake. Um, when, when God blesses me, it builds my faith. Okay? It should build your faith. Um, when, when God blesses me and it builds my faith, that I, I, God's asked, I did. So, I, so when he asks again, I should be able to believe him because I can already, he already did this. Does that make sense? And we see that a lot in the disciples. A lot of times, he does, and I'll say this, we also see the disciples, he does something and then they still mess it up. But, you know, that's, <laughs> can anybody relate to the disciples? Amen, okay? Because um, I promise you, I, God didn't ask me to do something, and I blessed him. I was like, oh, this is easy. Because that's my whole entire Christian life. I've just been doing what God says, and he's been blessing me. That's my, no, that's not my life at all, okay? All right? I, 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 trust me, there's more times when God asks me to do something, and I say no, or I just don't open my ears enough and open my heart enough to actually hear he's telling me something. Okay, that's where I am, okay? Um, but there is a reward, okay? But what's their, what's, and then fi- the next thing, number four, is reverence. Reverence. Let's, oh, I, I should have read the verse. Okay. Y'all are really messing me up tonight. I don't know what the deal is. It's the platform. I'm blaming it on the platform. Okay. In Jesus' name, I'm blaming it on the platform. Um, okay. They began to think. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and they were all, um, excuse me, and, they were, he, and he was astonished, and they were all with him at the, at the Draught of fishes which ha- they had taken. Okay, so reverence. So, it, so what did what was Peter's response back to Christ? It was a it was a response of reverence. This is where we mess up. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you. I'll say this. This is where I mess up. This is where I mess up. Um, a couple things. First of all, sometimes God asks me to do something. I do it. I receive a blessing, and then I don't do anything with it. I don't thank Him. I don't come humbly to him and, 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 and come in humility and thankfulness and awe of what he's done. I just kind of take it as, you know what, God bless me. Go God. A lot of times what I say is, I, a lot of times what I say is, I got a blessing, go me. 
okay? Um, so, but here's, here's a place of reference. The fact that he says, you know, um, depart from me for I'm a simple man, O Lord, he's already putting, putting Christ in the place he needs to be. If I just call somebody Lord, that means they're my master. That means I'm their slave, I'm their servant, so I'm putting O Lord, okay? He's putting him in place, and he's, he's reverencing and putting respect to that, and that's where I mess up. I'm just going to be honest with you. A lot of times when I receive a blessing, and, and I will say this, we're, in a, we're a very um, thankless society, aren't we? Okay? We, 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 live in, we live in America, and America is all about I'm entitled to it. America is all about I'm a self-made man. America is all about this, it, it's about me and what I can do, and, you know, if I can't do it, then nobody's going to do it. Okay? Um, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, for me as, as a man, I'm a fixer. You know, I, I want to get in there, and by golly, I'm not going to delegate anything to anybody in my ministry because they can't do as well as I can. Okay, and all y'all are like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whatever. Come on now. You're, this is not, y'all, I know everybody in here thinks they're the smartest, strongest, um, that they, they know all the answers. Okay, I, and I, I know you don't, you're like, no, I don't do that. I'm, I'm wise beyond my years. Yeah, you're, just the fact that you say you're wise means that I already know all the answers, okay? All right, but I, I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm, being, I'm the only one here that, that, that's like this, but I really feel like the only way it's going to get done is if I do it myself, okay? And boy, that's arrogant, isn't it? That's very arrogant. That's very arrogant of us. See, I'm, I'm letting y'all be in here with me, okay? All right, y'all are like, I don't know what you're talking about, Buchanan. I never say that. I'm just, I'm just perfect and wonderful, and yeah, exactly, and I, 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 I walk on clouds, and angels come and, and fan me, um, no, okay, but it was reverence, okay, there was a request, a response, a reward, and then reverence, they came to a place where they actually said, okay, we understand where these blessings are coming from, these are coming from the Lord, these are coming from the Lord, one thing I will say, what, what's kind of cool too, is you, you go down here in verse 10, and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. Did you notice, in, when we, if we go up to the go up verses, um, I'm moving around a lot, Daniel, I apologize. Um, it says on here, um, verse, six, verse 6, And when they had, had, done the, when they had, had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break, and they beckoned unto their partners, who were James and John. And, and what's interesting about this, is you have a situation where Christ goes and says, okay, all y'all, this is what I'm going to do for y'all, okay? But isn't it cool how in, Christ, in Christ's infinite wisdom, um, here's, here's Simon, he's getting all this stuff, and he has to call his partners over here because they are going to be a part of the blessing too, okay? And, and how many times does, does God, you know, there have been times where I've seen God bless me and it's been directly to me, but there's a lot of times where I've kind of, kind of piggybacked on somebody else's blessing and because of what I saw how God moved in this situation that built my faith over here even though I had nothing to do with the situation at all um, and, 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 and so God not only we, should we look at our blessings that we get and, and how God moves in that but we need to look around and see wh- how is God blessing other people because if God's blessing those people maybe that could build my faith too to see well God did that in that person I, I'm going to share with a story in just a little bit for y'all and I hope it is an encouragement and a blessing to y'all it doesn't have to happen to you for it to be a blessing. It doesn't have to happen to you for it to build your faith. You just have to open your eyes enough to say, wait, God is blessing, and what am I going to do about it, okay? Um, and have a place of reference. And then finally, 
says in verse 10, uh, And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, for henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. So the last thing is resignation. 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 I'm going very quick, and the reason why I'm going very quick is because I'm going to bring this all together in just a minute. Okay. So just let's let's kind of let's kind of review this story real quick. Okay. So Jesus comes on the scene. He's teaching people, and the the crowds kind of get to him a little bit. So he goes up to Simon and says, "Okay, let me let me have the keys to your boat." I'm sorry. I, I'm going to keep saying keys. Let me have the keys to your boat. Um, Simon says, "Yeah, okay, Jesus." I, we can go out here, but you're, I'm keeping my keys. That's what I think he said. That, that's the uh, NBV, the, the NBV, I don't know what NBV means. Uh, the KBV, how about that, King Buchanan version. Um, that, uh, y'all, y'all know how to call me King, I'm good. Um, but uh, he, he gives him the keys, said, okay, I'm going to go out here and, and hear this. He hears what's going on. Christ says, okay, do this too. They go and they cast their nets out and they get on a multitude of fishes. Bring the partners over there. It's a blessing. Their response is reverence, thankfulness of what God did. And then finally, there's that place where they're finally at the place where, okay, I'm good. I'm done. I'm, I'm not. I, I, whatever you say, Lord, I'm ready to go. Now, saying all that and, and, and going request, let, let's do this. Number one, request. Number one, come on, Amber. Request, okay? <laughs> Number two, I'll pick on Jonathan next time. <laughs> Respond, okay? Number three, reward. Number four, reverence and resignation, okay? So now let's go back into our time, okay? We'll we'll come away from the Bible time and back into our time. Um, Request, response, uh, reward, reverence, and resignation. Um, I'm going to share a story from my life, then I'm going to share a story from someone else's life that you'll know very well, and then we'll kind of bring it all home. Um, and, and, and I'm going to use an, an example that some of y'all will be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're saying, talking about that on Wednesday night and preacher's not in here. Um, I'm going to talk about how God taught me something in tithing. Okay? So everybody sigh. Re- wait, wait, wait. Everybody breathe in, breathe out. <gasps> okay. I'm not talking about your tithing. I'm talking about mine. Okay? So here we go. Um, and and it, really, it really makes sense to see how where, where God has brought me in this situation. Um, I've been here for about nine years uh, at Temple Baptist Church, faithful tither. If anybody's been in the maturity class of 201, uh, not to spoil it for you, but preacher gets the first one, and then I give him the second time. And so, you know, we talk a little bit about that, and I, I kind of get to share some of my tithing stories in 201. So, you know, you need to come to all of 201, but this is kind of the tail end, so if you want to, like, leave me next time early, you can. Um, but I tell some stories. But basically, uh, nine years, been to this church, faithful tither, faithful giver to this church. Okay? So I'm thinking, you know what? Got that done. Got that fixed. God, what's next? God was going to teach me some things. Okay? Um, how many of y'all have been here um, since October? Anybody been here since October? Ooh, I love it. Love it. Not many. Okay, not many. Okay, in the month of October last year, we had a missions month. Okay, we had a missions month. Um, now, for all y'all, in, in just a minute, I'm not going to share any numbers. If you want numbers, you come to 201 because I tell numbers. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm not going to say amounts on a, on, a, on a Wednesday night. Um, 
but we, had, we, we did a missions month, and we were going to buy proclaimers. Uh, what a proclaimer is, it's a little box, and basically it says, it tells the Bible in someone's native language. Um, I want to say that they were 150 bucks a piece, um, and about 90 salvations in two years. I mean, it was, some, it was a crazy number. I mean, if you think about your return on investment, if you, if you think of that mentality, I mean, hopefully we give to God, not because just the return on investment, but you think about $150 for 90 salvations, I promise you we spend more than that here at Temple <laughs> with all the things that we do to see, you know, one, much less 90. Um, and it was really cool the whole entire month of October. We were just talking about, we had guest speakers come up and talk about things. It was just amazing. I mean, and, and God really, really, really showed out. Um, and one of the things that was the challenge was, you know, everybody, you need to listen what God tells you to give and all this kind of stuff. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my shirt tonight, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit too. I'm wearing my shirt tonight. I work for the county. That's Coleman County. Um, and um, my wife stays at home, and I have two kids, okay? Guess what that spells? Not C-C-E-D. It spells P-O-O-R. Did you get that? Poor, okay? Um, they say in the county, big on benefits, low on pay. Amen. 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 Um, it works. You know, we, we, no debt, that kind of thing. We, we've made sacrifices. But we poor, okay? Everybody say, we poor. We poor. Y'all rich be like, oh, I'm rich. No, you don't have to say it like that, okay? But it would be kind of cool to see who says poor and who says rich. But no, that's just me. That's my, my nosiness. But um, God said, okay, you know, and, and preach like, you know, you can give. And we're like, all right, $25, I'm there. Let's do it. <laughs> Because that's about all I got in my bank account at the end of the, end of the month, 25 bucks, you know. Um, you know, we're, 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 I mean, we sometimes eat out, but some, most of the time we don't. Um, so that's kind of the way it is. Um, but God said, okay, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to go through the motions. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be that good, that good Christian guy. I'll, I'll, God, you tell me what to give, and by golly, I'll give it. Um, we were trying to get out of um, debt. I'm saying I'm a lot, and I apologize. Uh, we were trying to get out of debt, so we had a, um, I think, a 2008 Equinox, uh, leather seat, sunroof. My wife thought she was just great, and we said, we're going to get out of debt. What does Dave Ramsey say? Sell the car, okay? Because, you know, Dave Ramsey fans, uh, he says sell the car, so we sell the car. Um, and guess, what t- guess when we're going to be selling the car? October, okay? So I got this grand scheme. I got this grand plan. We take the money, we we... We, we have a little bit of equity there. We'll take the money we get off the car, then we'll put a little bit of money over here and buy a little cheaper car, and then we'll do a little payment and pay it off real quick, all this kind of stuff. We sell the car. I got my plan over here, and God says, give that money. Wait a second. What was that, God? You, you say, God, I got a plan. Um, my plan is to um, take this money... And, and move it over here so that, you know, I'll get out of debt quicker, which means I can give you more money, like, later. You know, that's the plan. Um, get, give it all. Okay. All right. Okay, God, whatever. We'll give it all. Um, sell the vehicle. Looking for a vehicle, looking for a vehicle. Um, we have that one big day, you know, give your money, you know, put it in the box, put it in the little basket, whatever. Um, we go three weeks with no car, no car. I'm like, come on, God. If I, you know, if I find a car and I just have to, you know, put part of this money towards that, you know, whatever. Didn't find, uh, Sunday morning, put my check in, 
Bless God, you better do something with this. Um, and um, next day we find a car. And it's actually a little bit less, and, and it all worked out and stuff like that. Um, let me go back a little bit. <laughs> I kind of jumped ahead of myself. There was a, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Let's jump forward again. Uh, so we're being faithful. We're going to give that. This is what it says. Kim, don't shake your head at me. I'm going somewhere, I promise. Okay? Um, we, give our, we give it and say, okay, that's what it is. So now we've sold the car, all this kind of stuff. Now, fast forward about, mm, I guess, a month, month and a half ago, whatever, we're going to sell our house. Okay? Uh, we're going to sell our house and kind of kind of upgrade a little bit. We've got, got that other vehicle that we talked about, got that paid off, so we can kind of take the money we were paying here and the money and maybe, you know, do a little bit better, whatever. So we sell our house, and God says, that's increase. Okay? All right? Because here's my thing about tithing. What I would say is, hey, I'm that, I'm that good person. You know, I open up my pay stub, and I see, oh, look, there's that amount, that gross amount. See, I'm even better because I don't tithe off net. I tithe off gross, which means I get, like, extra points in heaven. Um, <laughs> you don't get extra points in heaven for that. Um, but I do believe you do need to tithe off your gross, not, not your net. But that's just my, you know, total income first free. So we won't get there, okay? I'm not talking about tithing. Um, but uh, I look at that, and I'm like, 10%, because that's what, you know, the word says, 10% points to 10%. I'm going to do 10% deal. Okay. God, you sold my house, and so we paid this for it 10 years ago, and we sold it for this. That's increase. Okay. <laughs> so we tithe off that amount. Okay. Uh, this is what's, what's interesting. God built my faith because what he did was that the check I put in the proclaimer's offering, the amount of money I was going to spend on the truck, I actually found the truck for less the amount of what I put in my proclaimer offering, okay? The amount that I tithed just two or three weeks ago, or, or no, about a month ago, sorry. <laughs> Give it when you get it, okay? Um, but it was, the tithe amount was double the amount than what my check was that I gave my proclaimer's offering. Now, here's where it really gets crazy, okay? I had a family member that was really excited about me getting a house and wanted to help. And so they gave me a financial blessing. And that tithe was double the amount that I made off my house. Okay? Now, does God always work that way? No. Okay? Can God work that way? Yes. Here's the reason why I think God worked that way. This is totally my opinion, and this is what I feel like it was. First of all, I got real humble in that area. Because it was a place to where God was going to say, okay, you trust me, so I'm going to bless you. But if I bless you, are you going to trust me again? And if I bless you, are you going to trust me again? Okay? It was, I, I'm, I mean, and I'm, I don't want to say amounts, but it got crazy a little bit, okay? <laughs> and the, the amounts got really crazy in my mind, okay? And, first, and I'll say this, something about tithing, what people get caught up with is the amount. God said it is... Obedience is better than sacrifice. God's word says that. It's not about the amount. It's about me being obedient. 10%, here you go, God. 10%, here you go, God. 10%, here you go, God. Okay? But God has taught me all those kind of things. And, and, and I'll go back a little bit. Um, we, I, I'm part of, I get, I'm involved with the chamber uh, and, and volunteer and some of the committee and stuff. And I'm actually co-chair, yeah, co-chairman of, of a, a program called the Adult Leadership. 
And basically what we do is we go around for nine months and we do, you know, criminal justice. We get a tour of the jail and get to see the dogs, like, take down somebody. And um, then the education, we go to the schools and the career center. And then we do a, a health service day and quality of life and go tour the parks and economic development, all this kind of stuff. Well, the, what we do is because of the leadership, we think, well, it's all about Coleman, but we also need to have some leadership stuff. So we'll get a guy that comes in and kind of does leadership stuff. We'll do a one-day retreat and they'll come through the rest of the week. Um, well, he was, he was handing out cards to everybody kind of to get, you know, different personalities and how we all clash. And so everybody's card had a different trait on it, different trait. Guess what card I got? And now this is, this is cool. It was actually September. We have it. October is the missions month. The trait I had on mine was generous. Generous. Now, here's my mentality. This was, this was before Proclaimers. This was before House Soul. This was before Financial Blessing. And I had Generous. And here's was my thought. We were supposed to switch cards. If you didn't think that was you, you had to switch cards with somebody else. And my, my mind, I was thinking in my mind, I want this to be me, but I don't know if it's me. So it's like this whole thing, I want to give my card away, but I really want to. And God is teaching me the fact that, you know, this is what being generous really is. First of all, tithing and, and being um, um, obedient to what I say but it being in the offering and the fact that I tell you to give it, give it. Now, am I there yet? Nope. I still don't feel like I'm generous. I don't. But it was like I really wanted that card to, and it was, it was, it was, it's so cool when you see that to say, God, I really want this to be me. I really want this to be me. And God says, okay, October, here's your opportunity. May, here's your opportunity. You know, July, here's your opportunity to be generous because I could have said you know what I'll say this God's even said I got I got some birthday money on my birthday last week I, I know all y'all really excited about it um, and probably threw me a party by yourself because I wasn't there um, but my birthday was last week I turned 31 I'm okay don't worry about me um, some people 30 is like this I, I'm, I'm young I don't care what anybody says I'm young um, all the 20 year olds say I'm old whatever Okay, I'm not, I'm not old, and when I'm 70 or 80, I guess what I'm going to say, yeah, I'm not old, whatever, I still feel young, we're good. Um, but I got a little birthday money. I tied off my birthday money. Now, some of y'all may think that's crazy. It was increased. And that's what God taught me. Now, I'm not, I'm not telling y'all you, you have to do that, even though that's the way I interpret Scripture, and if you don't want to be right with God, that's fine. Um, <laughs> But what I'm saying is, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. We're not getting into in, in, in all this. But, but what I'm saying is, for me, God's taught me a lesson. And, and I, I came to a place to where I understood, okay, God, you have a, you have a plan, you have a purpose. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reverence you and, and come in humility and thankfulness. I think it, me and my wife come together and said, you know, because we were kind of, oh, do we do this or not? And it was like, God sold the car, we're going to give. God sold the house, we're going to give. God blessed us financially with a, through a family member, we're going to give. And God taught me that lesson. But I came to a place where, and then I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way, shape, or form, but when it comes in, I'm giving it. Because God's built my faith up to where I can do that. Um, so that's, that's my story. It just to kind of put this all in, in perspective. Now, let's talk about one more person. We've got 13 minutes. That took a long time. Told you I was going somewhere. Told you I was going somewhere. Um, first of all, I want to point out that I'm wearing red. Red, okay? Um, so I read a book, and um, it, was a pr it was my boss gave me this book. 
And so I, she said, read it. So I said, you're my boss, I'll read it. Um, <laughs> I think she's being nice, but she told me to read it. And this was the book. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. I'm wearing red because I'm an Alabama fan, okay? Um, some of y'all, I, I'm a recent, recent convert. I'll just tell you I'm a recent convert. I was a Georgia Tech fan. My dad was a Georgia Tech fan. Um, I decided I was going to own my own, um, you know, this would be my team. Who's my team going to be? So I picked uh, Alabama Roll Tide. Okay. Oh, it's okay. Don't boo. It's okay. Um, so I'm, I'm an Alabama fan. I wore my red shirt. I do not own an orange shirt. Um, any orange shirts I do have, I give away um, to whatever, but um, I, I don't do that. But I read this book. And there was actually something pretty good about it. Um, okay, Auburn fans, say War Eagle. Oh, man. We need to do an outreach for that, for that, you know. We've got a lot of Alabama fans. We need to outreach just to go that. Okay. But I read this book, and it's pretty profound, actually. Um, and, and some of the things that he shared. Man, that's going to stare over me. That's, that's kind of... All right. Um, but, it, but Gene Chizik, he's actually a pretty good guy. Um, let me just say this, too. There are Bammers and there's Alabama fans. Bammers is my team wins every game, Auburn loses every game, we win the national championship every year. Um, Alabama fans are like, hey, go SEC. You know, I didn't root for Oregon. Some of y'all say I'm not a real Alabama fan. I didn't root for Oregon. SEC man, Auburn, let's go. Um, all right, yeah, that's all, all the Auburn fans are saying that. <laughs> all the Alabama fans or Bammers are saying whatever. Okay, um, but it, page 14, a lasting influence. That period of spiritual growth under Wright's mentorship, and when he says Wright's, that's talking about um, his pastor in Auburn, proved to be a major turning point in my life because of the first time I felt like I was gaining a true relationship with God. Again, it wasn't that I didn't know God was there before. I'd regular, prayed regularly since I was a little kid. But now I realize that I was able to talk with God and sense his guiding presence inside me. It's a difficult thing to explain, especially to people who have never had that type of connection with God. But I can assure you it is real and is life-changing. It didn't take long before the people who were around me to, the, the most started to see that there was something different about me. I soon realized, however, that it wasn't enough for me to keep this relationship between just me and God. One day in 2002, not long after we moved to Auburn, Mike said, Mike Wright, his pastor, said to me, Gene, Gene, look at the opportunity you have to change kids' lives. I had always treated my players fairly, and I had always been upfront and honest with them. But with Mike's one sentence, God's purpose for me as a football coach became clear. I believe God has blessed me with the ability to be a good coach. He's given me football instincts and knowledge that can only come from him. I've also, also been given the gift of being able to communicate with players. I know my players. I can read their body language, and that helps me sense what they're thinking and feeling when they're confident and, more important, when they're really struggling. But why I've been given these abilities, the more I spend time, spent listening to that guiding presence inside of me, the more clearly I was able to see the purpose behind those gifts. Mike's words, Mike Wright's, drove home the opportunity I'd been given to influence 18 to 22-year-olds who were being exposed to everything from A to Z in college. Because of my coaching abilities and the doors that have been opened as a result, I have the chance to make a significant impact on these young men. Because of that, I have an influence on their futures that extend far beyond football. Since 2002, my mission has been to develop godly young men who become good men, good husbands, and good fathers in a society is woefully lacking in those roles. I have a platform from which I can teach them the value of real winning, which is being a positive addition to society, serving others, making a difference in the world, and being a leader both on and off the field. Okay? His mission 
I'm not going to read that paragraph again. In his mission, there's one thing that's never mentioned in that, and that's winning football games. Not one time does he say winning football games. My purpose in life is to win football games. No, his purpose in life was to raise up godly men to be good godly husbands, good godly fathers, and to actually contribute to society, know how to really win in life. Here's it. We're going to bring it all to a close in the sense of here for you and, and, and it's not for you, complete surrender, all this kind of stuff. I work for the county. Okay, I work for the county. But that's not who I am. That's not who I am. Okay? I'm, I, God has put me in that place to be more than just a county worker. Okay? I went, to a, I went to a meeting. I went to a meeting. It was actually a, a chamber board meeting. I'm not on the board. <laughs> um, but I, we go and do a report and all that kind of stuff for economic development. I went to that meeting, and somebody said to me, hey, you'll be proud of me. We found a church, all this kind of stuff. And another person asked me to lead the invocation, which was the prayer before. Okay? That spoke volumes to me. Because why would a, co- a, a, a fellow colleague in business be telling me that she found a church if I hadn't had a conversation about church. And I tried to get her here. She didn't come. That's okay. But she found a church. Amen. We want, we want people to find the church home. And then for somebody to ask me that, to do the prayer, because they knew. They knew. There's, somebody made it, called our office and said, hey, we're going to be doing this event. There'll be a lot of drinking and all that kind of stuff. I probably don't, I don't think Buchanan's going to be really comfortable with that, so you probably don't want to invite him. Great. Amen. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Don't, you know, and, but that's what I want people to remember. Now, here's the deal. I, I don't want them to say, wow, look at Buchanan, how great he is. I want them to say, look how awesome God is. Okay? But what I'm trying to say is Gene Chizik realizes that it's not about winning football games. I realize it's not about being, a, I'm a grant writer. It's not about being a great grant writer. It's about, you know, the, the things I can do to better my community. And, and you know, the, the, even what God's Word does say, whatever that hand, that hand finds, do it with thy might. You know, work is in working to the Lord. But I'm doing, I'm doing more than just being what I'm supposed to be. Does that make sense, what I'm trying to say? So here for you. You're not here. You're not here for you. It's not about you. It never has been, never will be. And if that's a sobering thought, I'm, 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 I'm glad. <laughs> I'm about to say I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's a very sobering thought. It's not about you. What do you go, and I will say this, what's your mission going to be? What's your sentence going to be? You know? I have a lot, I get a lot of, I, I, I come in contact with a lot of people, a lot of networking things and stuff I'm doing, and I'm thinking, okay, if I narrowed it down to a sentence, what would I say? You know, I want to use my personal relationships to bring people close to Christ. My job is about personal relationships. My ministry, groups, I'm telling you, I want to use personal relationships to bring people closer to Christ. I want all y'all in a group because I think that relationships leads people in the sense of God and relationships being together brings me closer to Christ. It goes hand in hand. Um, So my question is, what's your sentence going to be? What's your paragraph going to be? Because I hope it's not just what you what you what I go through my life here's what I am here's what my identity is I, want, I hope you want more I hope you want to be I want I, I, all of us I want when it's all said and done when it's all said and done 
and, and, and they're laying me down and, and my time on earth is done and now it's all about eternity. I want them to say one thing about me. One thing about me. They glorified God. That's it. And if I did that, I did what I was supposed to do here. Because I will say, that if, if, it was, if it wasn't about glorifying God, when I got saved, I'd be out of here. But God keeps us here for a reason. And it's not for you. It's not for your benefit. It's for his benefit. So I'm going to glorify God. One way is by doing what's right and what God tells me to do and bringing other people to that same knowledge of saving grace and faith. All right? If you, if you got to help, say amen. All right. Um, we got four minutes. Let's, uh, let's get to the altar and ask God to help us with this. How about that? playing some mood music. <clears throat> Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Um, Lord, we thank you for the fact that we can learn from you. Uh, and see in your word um, the way we're supposed to be, Lord. Uh, Lord, I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'm so um, burdened by the fact that so many times I just go through life and just, okay, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, that's fine. And think everything happens and, and I take for granted what you're actually doing in my life. And Lord, as we kind of went through the steps, Lord God, how many times I, I see that blessing and I, I just take it for granted and not come back to you in, in humility and thankfulness and reverence, Lord God. And Lord, that I don't realize that you're teaching me things and growing me things, that you can, you can lead me into greater things that you want me to be a part of, Lord. Lord, I think, it's, I think we all can say that um, how thankful we are of the fact that you allow us to, to be in the ministry of Temple Baptist Church. Lord, we're, we're, nothing we do here, Lord, is, is, is by our own um, skill or or effort, Lord God. Lord, it's all about the fact that you, you choose to be here and you choose to bless, Lord God. And Lord, I'm thankful for the fact that we are able to do that. Lord, I'm thankful for the fact that we have a pastor, Lord God, that, that leads by example and, and that his number one desire is to glorify you in all that he says and does. And Lord, I'm thankful for a pastor that not only does it in his own life, but leads others to do the same. So Lord, I just pray right now that we would we would come to this altar, Lord, even if we're in our seats, no matter where we are, Lord God, and we get a right perspective and put you in your proper place, Lord God, not just in our mind and in an overarching theme, but Lord, in every single thing that we do throughout the course of the day, that we would see your providence, and then we would understand that it's all about you, and it's not about us. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we pray all these things in your sweet and wonderful name. Amen.